Joy Luck Book Club, a family read of Amy Tun's Joy Luck Club between a Chinese-American mother and her two daughters. Um, my name is Ray. Ray Bai. Amy. And we are recording from the Washington, D.C. area where it has heated up because it is the end of May. Um, so we'd like to thank all of our listeners that have been really tuning in to this sort of um, AAPI History Month, Heritage Month podcast uh, in, in discussing a novel that um, provokes a lot of mixed feelings, including with Amy Tan herself. So um, before we get started on discussing the section of the book this week, um, I really, I, I got sent by a friend a preface that Amy Tan wrote up to a newer edition of the Joy Luck Club. And I thought it was really, really interesting how she um, felt about the reaction to the book. So um, I sent the, you know, I sent the passage over to uh, Mom and Amy, and uh, I'm basically just going to summarize what it was. So basically, Amy Tan thought, you know, she had no confidence that the Joyla Club would sell well because in 1989, uh, books that were non-mainstream were termed quote-unquote ethnic, uh, largely by readers who were in ethnic studies programs. So I think Asian American studies was pretty new at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, and at the same time, though, she was kind of um, weirded out by uh, people that thought it was the stories were thinly disguised memoirs or autobiographical, which is, I think, something that happens a lot to minority authors or poets. They think that everything that they write is just, you know, um, just them recording their things that actually happened to them. When Amy Tan says, I've only played chess once when I was 12. I've been, that I, one woman at a reading told me she divorced her husband for the same reason I divorced mine. I've been continuously married to the same guy since 1974. Um, and she goes on to sort of talk about how, you know, people have had difficulty separating her from some of the sort of fictional scenarios. So what do we what do we think about that? I do think that is them projecting and also a failure on their part to give her the credit that like maybe like a white author would the kind of flack a white author might not get is like that she might have, you know, actually imagined some of the stuff she wrote mm -hmm. so I do agree that it is like a particular scrutiny that she's getting for writing about a Chinese American narrative while being a Chinese American author yeah although I, I do think that Amy Tan like in, in marketing this book and also some of the books afterward she kind of positions herself uh, as an expert on China when she doesn't always get things right about uh, China and Chinese culture because she doesn't just set her story in California. She also sets it in China, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think uh, uh, she said, oh, she doesn't have a daughter. She only have a dog. But yeah. I think she's kind of uh, right. Actually, it's reflect her relationship with her mom. Yeah. I think that's the, I think it's still re 
can somehow connect to her own experiences. I think it's like, it's not that it's completely divorced from her own experiences, but people are just assuming that like, all of it is like mm -hmm. her reflecting her own experiences. Like the initial sentiment that sparked the novel might still like be pretty obvious, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that everything yeah. was real. I, I do agree with mom about some of the emotional beats of the story seeming more autobiographical because she does say like, you know, I don't live in the same neighborhood, I don't have the same social groups, but there is a deeper truth in fiction that is absolutely true to my life. And we can see that in some of the sort of mother-daughter dimensions that seem very, you know, emotionally charged. Technically, the writing can be really sort of um, it, it's just sort of more, it, it kind of takes very kind of realistic situations and then describes them very vividly. So I think those are the parts that she does well. Still not a big fan of how Amy Tan writes about China and knowing sort of that for decades that this kind of imagined version of China was what a lot of Americans were seeing. So, I mean, it's not her fault that there weren't a lot of Chinese and Chinese-American writers being published in the U.S., but at the same time, it's not the best. So, um, any other thoughts on sort of her, her writing and her approach before we start talking about the section? No? Okay. No. All right. So, we are looking this week at the section... Um, American translation. So th this section continues some of the stories of the, the, the daughters, and also Jingmei, because Jingmei is in all the sections, um, like into that, that focus a little bit less on their childhoods and more on their, their adult struggles. So um, a lot of the sort of middle-aged uh, my age or older uh, problems. So uh, just to start, which of the stories like really stood out to you in this section? I would think the part which is uh, the, the last part which they ate the, the crabs mm -hmm. and that dinner and how Waverly was really kind of mean to comment on Joan's career. Yeah. This is a very sad way to treat your friends, but it's very typical because yeah. even nowadays in the Chinese uh, circle, you just have to think you have to be a lawyer, you have yeah. to be a doctor. If you choose some career other than that, it seems not very successful. It's just a, such a mindset yeah. in many, many families. I have a question for you, mom. So, uh, and this might be something that, you know, people who aren't as accustomed to, you know, Chinese meals might not know, is uh, why does Su Yuan, like, not like the dead crab and sort of throws it away and thinks it's, you know, no good, it's not good quality? Could you explain that? Yeah, because uh, we, uh, in China, everything has to be fresh. The fresh in our meals definition has to be live like live fish live shrimp and if it's dead that means it's just not fresh that's the the, the 
just the customer of our culture. Mm-hmm. And and because it was you know dead, even though you know it was cooked, Suyan was like, it's not it's not the best quality. And incidentally, Jing Mei's chapter I think is called best quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for 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 seafood though. Yeah, for mm-hmm. seafood and also like it's kind of implying that the quality is also related to like people's quality. So it was kind of funny when they compared Waverly to a crab. Uh there's something that I remember when I was like reading that section because I I think in high school, after we read the book, we saw the movie version. Yeah. And something else they added in there was like, um, Suyun told Jing Mei like, like you chose something along the lines of you chose the worst quality crab, but you are like the best quality daughter. So I thought that was like kind of interesting to like frame that experience. Yeah. And also, it's quite direct for a compliment when Suyun kind of. I don't know. They don't like it's that's kind of like that stereotype people say about like Chinese parents not saying like directly that they're proud of people, which is yeah. not always true because. But the pe- same people are yeah. families are different. Yeah, it really depends on a case by case basis, and like the whole the fact that it's centered around a meal and the most common thing for like Chinese families, like I feel like a mom's age older. A, way to like tell their children that they love them is through food yes. so like which uh harold waverly's second husband does not understand uh properly in in the section where she takes him to her house wait that wasn't harold was it i think it was harold or is it, i thought it was like rich oh sorry no, no 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 lena's husband is listen yeah it's all right i keep mixing up their no 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 yeah rich Shields, yeah, uh, is Waverly's second husband after Marvin, um, and uh, Harold I think was Lena's husband who made yeah. those little uh, those like weird Microsoft Excel sheets of their spending. Yeah, that was the one where the he claimed that they were like equals, even though he made more than it's, her. On it was basis. very weird. Yeah, like they itemized like costs down to the cat and which, the fleas and yeah. So, basic, yeah, okay, so yeah, Rich is Waverly's second husband, he doesn't really get, um, you know, Chinese eating customs. It, it's, it's interesting that, like, nobody outside of, like, Chinese people in this book understand anything about Chinese people, because I feel like that's, I mean, it's, it, 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 like, I get it, but it does get kind of old once you've seen it on, like, the third character in a row. Mm-hmm. Like like these t- these unsympathetic Waigoren that we'll never ever understand, and it's like okay, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can only make that type of character so many times. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying it's not true. It's just yeah. it's just you know, you, uh, Amy Tan's old uh, re- repetition problem comes back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so going back to this sort of meal. What do we think of the Waverly-Jingmei sort of rivalry? We, we saw a hint of this in the last section, right? Yeah. Because of uh, the parents comparing their kids, right? Yeah, now they're, like, comparing themselves. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of internalized this way. Although, um, you, you kind of see the, the, these kind of personality traits that they inherit from, from their moms, right? 
like uh, you know Lindo went through so much in in her youth, and you know her her daughter doesn't know all of it, then still kind of has that uh, sort of spirited chess prodigy like I know I'm right all the time attitude. So, um, did we see anything about you know the the moms and the daughters' relationships really change? during this section that maybe was different from earlier sections? Um, this section, I don't remember if there was any, like, reconciliation before the section. I don't think so, but, like, the most noteworthy one was, like, uh, the one with Waverly and Lindo, where she, like, marched up to Lindo's house and just, like, um, you're totally wrong about Rich because she just assumed throughout the entire dinner that Waverly, this mom, was just, like, judging him for, like, screwing up, like, soy sauce or whatever. But then, like, Linda was just like, he's fine. And then she, the chapter ended on a note was just like, uh, she had imagined this whole metaphor of, like, her mother outsmarting her on, like, the battlefield of chess. And then it was just like, I had seen her for what she really was, like an old lady with, like, knitting needle for a sword, that kind of thing, who was just impatiently waiting for her daughter to let her in. Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like Waverly tends to just, like, I guess it's the sort of extended chess metaphor, but yeah. she, like, keeps her, you know, she keeps all of her cards close to her, um, which... I think as a result, kind of distances her not only from her mom, but her Other boyfriend wishes. and, you know, her, her, I mean, even her daughter to yeah. a certain extent. She didn't even directly tell, she was just being pretty passive aggressive that she was like not pleased about how the dinner went when we we're yeah. just like, I think things went a-okay. And it's like, and it's like, if you have a problem, like, ma'am, you are 30 or 40 years old and you need to talk to someone when you have a problem with them. I thought, like, if she had such a huge problem with how Rich wasn't, like, mm. doing the dinner right, I yeah. kind of wonder why she didn't brief him beforehand. I know, and it's, 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 yeah, that is a bit of a plot hole, right? Yeah. So, because, like, we've had, I've had, like, I've had American, European friends over, and usually they just, you know, they just take take food and then eat it. It's yeah. not very dramatic. Then again, we don't live in a novel right yeah yeah and you've had friends over as well so yeah our mom is a very good cook i'm yeah. just saying this for the record yeah <laughs> okay uh so on a more somber note well, mom um what did you think of you know reading about you know lena's relationship to food because it's because she has an eating disorder mm. and that kind of develops through that section yeah it started oh oops go ahead yeah, it's it's. I think it's uh, like uh, the child experience uh, make her to have all this uh, problem with eating, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, she still kind of uh, struggle with uh, through her life, which is yeah. very dramatic. Yeah, and I, the whole uh, like you know, if you leave food in your bowl, sort of bad luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like a yeah. chicken will will come. And I just feel this section like uh, uh, the, the it's like the adult children 
they still somehow, for what daughters they want a sort of approval from their mom. Mm-hmm. It's like they reflect when they are young, they, they're little kids, they want the mom's approval. But even when they have their own life, they have their own family, they marry, divorce and marry yeah. with children, but they still sort of really kind of get some sort of approval from their mom which is kind of interesting i think it's interesting at the same time it feels like they kind of have their lives on pause until they like learn something magically from Mm. from their moms which again it's it's not it's like there's this like amy you know this in english but like english class but there's that sort of magical minority trope um, you know, the moms knowing something like secret in Chinese mm. that kind of, you know, helps pe- helps their daughters sort of see things. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to feel about it because it's like a lot of times when we ask mom for advice, it's something like super practical, like, you know, just check the website or call the store if they're open or something like that and it's not like mystical in any way yeah i guess like lena's section does evoke that kind of like chinese stuff linked with like mystical superstitious stuff just with like the whole rice thing yeah but i mean not to say that you know beliefs yeah are those beliefs are not valid but at the same time it's like there's there's too many instances where it's not just like why didn't you, why don't you tell your husband beforehand like that like y- you need to divorce in fair terms or something like that like the the way that it's framed is leans a little too much on the sort of exotic factor like two mirrors yeah or like oh, like the the two mirrors or the whole like peach blossom lock well i don't know what peach blossom lock is like quick google told me it had just had to do with like conceiving children or something okay like, yeah i guess like the term she put it in just yeah. makes it seem like all like special. i'm pretty sure that not all chinese people talk like this in the <laughs> 80s <laughs> like I mean, in English or in Chinese, but yeah. Um, so just to one, I, th- I think the last uh, bit of discussion is, you know, I, I really want to talk about Rose and her divorce process, mm. um, but also the whole, like, all the sort of relationships of, like, the the girls who are married or, you know, are dating, um, like, they, they seem to be very sort of, much kind of like second fiddle to their partners, and I think they're all they're they're all dating white guys, right, at the moment, yeah. or married or divorced from white dudes. Jingmei's the only one who's single now. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't think like we if 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 Jingmei is dating, we don't know about it, which is whatever. That's fine. But um, a lot of times, these types of like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I think the the rose. The, marriage is not equal it's no, it's just uh, like uh, to be, she no. just uh, in the beginning just put herself uh, not equally with her husband that's yeah. the problem started and uh, in the end she really realized uh, i'm not like uh, lower than than you I, I have my own 
yeah. idea, my own spirit. So、mm-hmm. she finally stand up. Yeah. For herself. And、uh, takes the house and realizes, wow, Ted, like Ted, like kind of blamed her when he got a malpractice suit that was his own fault, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, I think the that.、Um, Shoot, I keep mixing up the husband names. Ted. <laughs> okay, Harold is with Lena,、mm-hmm. and Lena, I guess, because of you know things she experienced during childhood, her eating disorder was, you know, always splitting things. And then Yingying is like, "What is up with this?" Which I agree with. I think she like that's one of the moments when Tan sort of cuts away from the mysticism and then just has the mom go, "What's going on here, guys?" <laughs> Right,、um, because it's like you can't itemize, you know, your your friendships and your your relationships like that. Because、um, I think there's like modern versions of Harold where you know it might not be someone you're dating or married to, but like friends, it's like, um, you had a sip of my drink. I am Venmoing you for three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just not always the best way to. Have a social relationship, right? Yeah. So,、uh, what did we like about this section the most, and、uh, what do we think that、uh, Amy Tan kind of struggled with in this section? I thought it was interesting that they were like integrating Waverly and Lena's opinions into like the whole divorce process too, because I don't know if any other sections like kind of have any of the girls like in. Agreement, working off each other, in a way like this. So it was just like interesting to see their thoughts on the relationship.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, were were there any parts that you know didn't work well? I I I just thought that a lot of the mom portions, like Tom, was kind of running out of steam on. It's more on the daughters, right? In、yeah. this section, because、yeah. it's more on the more daughters.、Uh, Marriage life, their relationship, yeah, and、uh, it's quite similar. Like Lena Rose, both、yeah. the husband was take advantage of, especially Lena's、yeah. case.、So. Although Lena, I don't think is getting a divorce.、Right? No, I don't think so. But I think she, she's just like going to a, like a psychiatrist or therapist right now to、mm-hmm. talk about it. But like, I'm like that that table that like broke. Yeah, the table that broke dramatically. But、yeah. other than that. Outside of relationship stuff, I think there was something else that was like a little like and the whole like China Mary's funeral. I felt maybe leaned on some of the stuff we're talking about, like maybe exoticizing, like doing China stuff wrong. Which is like, I someone in the funeral was like, I can like see her in the heavens now, wowing the angels with her Chinese cooking and gung ho attitude, and I'm just like. They were bearing like a white lady named Mary. Would they like call her White Mary? Well, like I I feel like I some、know. of this is kind of like played up so that they could、uh, raise money for the church. Yeah. So like you know because they were trying to sell her cookbooks. Okay. So at the same time though they do that maybe they play it up on purpose but then I feel like Tan kind of seriously plays up the exoticism of the moms in. Especially Ying Ying for some reason, like, yeah, I don't know.、Um, yeah. So, mom, any thoughts? No, not really. Okay. Well, <laughs> that finishes up our、uh, read through of American translation. 
Um, we are going back to the moms next time to finish off the book in the section Queen Mother of the Western Skies, or Xiwangmu uh, in Chinese. Um, so signing off from the D.C. metro re- region, I'm Ray. Ray, bye. Amy. And this is the Joy Luck Book Club. <laughs>